This is the American Dream, Dusted Rhodes, son of a plumber, daddy, and you're listening to the Bob Culture Podcast. Right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a very special episode of the BCP Shameless Promo, brought to you by our good friends at Funkenstein Wrestling Superstore, located in Englishtown, New Jersey, Flea Market, the Blue Building, literally our favorite store, and online, check out their eBay store, guys, thank you so much for sponsoring the show, guys, check them out online, Englishtown Flea Market, we got G.I. Joe's, I have a whole bunch of Rey Mysterios over there, at least 10 of them. All from Funkenstein. We got X-Men, superheroes, Ninja Turtles, Ghostbusters, sports stuff, micro brawlers. The list goes on and on. Heather and Dan, thank you so much for sponsoring the show. Guys, check them out online. Follow them on their socials. Without further ado, guys, thanks again for tuning in. Please share the stream. Please welcome back to the show. You know him as hashtag lay editor-in-chief of the popbreak.com. Hashtag dad instincts, the very handsome, the always exciting, <laughs> full of charisma, Mr. Bill Botkin. What's up, man? How are you? Um, I just have a few words for you. Okay. Scissor me, daddy ass, because that, buddy, I don't give a shit about anything else, but, ah, right there. That's, it's back. The wholesome reunion we all wanted happened tonight. You enjoyed the show, I take it. I mean, that part was like the highlight of the year for me. Oh, that, 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 that's good. Because you know what? Everyone loves the Unclaimed. We'll talk about that, guys. Please share the stream. Thanks for joining in on the chat. And guys, please welcome back to the show. You know her from literally every promotion ever. She is the most wanted free agent. We'll be seeing her at WrestleBrat Bash. She works for the BCP, the PopRate.com, Maria Canels' personal protege, the goodest sister, and the birthday girl a couple days ago. Please welcome back to the show, Miss Kimmy. Kimmy, Kimmy, so cool. Kimmy, happy birthday. How are you? Thanks. As a boss is trying to call me right now, that's fun. I'm good. I'm tired. There was a long weekend. But yeah, we're here. Dynamite happened. Then Daniel Garcia lost, and I'm really upset about it. But. But. Lose. I mean, he did it, but he did. Who's to say? <laughs> well, okay, so I texted you, and I was like, yo, he's not going to get two pinfalls in a row. It's over. And Yeah, I mean, and Wrestling then, 101 would have told you that. He's seen it I, a few times. Oh, big brains, big brains. There's so much to talk about. I think we should uh, talk oh. about the return of Kenny Omega. Uh, obviously, AEW is so good at um, making us surprised without making us su surprised. You know, they put the little breadcrumbs we had heard months ago that we're waiting for the trios titles. We're waiting on Kenny. Uh, the Young Bucks had their fun little skits, their fun little BTEs. It was a lot of fun. What did you guys think about the return of Kenny Omega? Um, and how did he look in the ring? Bill, I'll throw it to you first. I mean, it, it was all but said. It was all but said, like, hey, hey, he's back. He's back. You know, uh, they were even joking about it. Come to her, like, oh, who could it be? Oh, who could it be? And I'm just like, and that was that was essentially, I think a year ago, this Friday, essentially, was the return of CM Punk. And everyone's just like, he's coming back. We sold out the United Center because he's coming. And I just I, I like the fact that AEW does pay it off. It wasn't like, although I would have found out, I would have laughed 
if Danhausen came out and was just like, <laughs> yeah. I thought this was my birthday celebration. It was like, oh no, it's here's Kenny Omega. But they 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 tend to deliver on their promises, which I always love about that. And I thought Kenny, I think it was a little he he looked every bit of a guy who was not in the ring for almost 300 days. And I think part of that was on purpose. I think a little bit was a little overacting, but I think he was definitely in spots was just not, he wasn't ready yet. I mean, he almost got murdered by dragging thing on the outside, but uh, yeah, he, he definitely looked, I think we're going to see every week is a little bit uh, like the sling will come off, the shirt will come off. And then it's like the full fledged Kenny Omega comes back at all out. Yeah, I think you hit it right on, right on the head. And John Perry, Joe Hale, welcome in the chat. Let us know what you guys thought Perry. of the show. Uh, Kimmy, what do you think of the return of Kenny Omega? If you didn't know it was Kenny Omega, I feel like you were really living underneath a rock. Like, if you thought it was clearly anybody else, you were going to be wrong. It was very exciting. I know a lot of my Elite POV people were so excited it was Kenny. They were counting down until tonight, and he looked good. Obviously, there were some things with Dragon Lee that was interesting, and hopefully he's okay, but it happened, and I can't wait to see Dom, hopefully versus the Dark Order, to continue this character stuff in the finals at All Out. Interesting. Very, very well said, Kimmy. Um, There's so much- I mean, trust busters. Yeah. No. In bus we trust, baby. And we'll be seeing Parker over at a a Wrestle Bash. uh... Little little Lesnar. Yeah, well, I'm excited to, uh, to maybe shake his hand, get a few words with him. But, um, guys, um, so much to talk about. What I really wanted to get into was kind of the opening segment. CM Punk, John Moxley. Um, I love so much about it. I'll, I'll go into my thoughts about the whole interim thing. Like, we've talked about that in a little bit. I think the way Mox has played it has been perfect. Uh, a couple curveballs that I didn't expect. Um I really love the segment, but I wanted to ask you guys this first before we talk about Punk and Moxie. The one thing that really stood out to me at the beginning was kind of like the the no sell from Hangman, if you will, uh, where he essentially kind of gave Hangman that first shot. And and just purely in terms of storyline, I'm talking, you know, what is what is the mindset here? The last we saw Hangman is like, hey, I'm not joining the Bucks. Hey, I'm with Dark Order right now, so we'll kind of see how that plays out. But Punk, again, pure storyline, lays out the title, sits down, and says. You get the first shot. You get your, you know, you get your revenge. You get your rematch. Whatever you want, um, and the no sell by Hangman. Nothing. Um, what did you think of that, Bill? Because I know Hangman's your guy. He is my guy, and uh, apparently John Silver tweeted out a picture of Hangman eating soup in the back while he was saying all that. Uh, that was definitely a real life shot at Hangman for an interview he just did, where he said he really doesn't listen to veterans when they talk to him because, and he's like. I listen, but I don't often let it sink in because he's like, I was part of the group who kind of DIY'd it and we did it ourselves. And um, AEW's here kind of because of that. And all in happened because of that, where we didn't listen to the traditional things. So when Punk says the line, he's like, maybe you should listen to veterans and people like me. That was him just... uh, he was uh, channeling his inner shooter McGavin there because he was he was there pew, pew, all uh, he was like the intro to Ricochet's shitty theme song. He was like, pew, pew, uh, you know, just like it would be great if that didn't happen. But um, it was um, he was definitely throwing it out there. But I think as we see the announcement of this title matches next week, I think it's going to end up being a three way 
for that title because I don't think Punk's fully ready. So a three-way gives him an out to have one hangman eat the pin. And so Punk doesn't lose in Chicago. And to and then gives you another time to milk another John Moxley CM Punk match. And I think it also or you know, some guy who left TV a few months ago shows back up and causes CM Punk to lose the title in MJF. He comes back, helps cost Punk the, the title, and then we reignite the MJF CM Punk feud, which is I think was what was supposed to happen this summer before Punk got hurt, you know, jumping off the stage and shattering his foot. Interesting. So you think that they are for uh, all out, they're going to go with the triple threat for the world title. I think they, I think that's a, a distinct possibility because especially if Punk's not healthy, you get to hide him in the match. And apparently we're doing this, this match next uh, Wednesday in Cleveland, which is very, but I don't think it's going to fully have a clean result. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Kimmy, your thoughts on the no show uh, from Hangman and his involvement or lack thereof uh, specifically in this promo. Poor Hangman Page. He's doing like 10 million things right now. He's got to be with the Dark Order. He has like problems with the Bucks. He's a very busy dude. And you're only focused on him not showing up to for CM Punk. He's a busy dude. You know? He has a lot going on. He's an ancient millennial. So he's got a lot of stuff he's got to deal with right now. Exactly. Uh, including soup and catering, you know? Yeah, but can we talk about? Please. Hold on, we talk about the best line of CM Punk's promo tonight. Let's do it. When he said that John Moxley is always like the third best guy in factions, which means that Seth Rollins is better than John Moxley. <laughs> which we know is a bunch of fucking bullshit. I mean, like let's let's just say it what it is. <laughs> I mean, he's not. But uh, you know, that's, so mean. I know, uh, but uh, when I hear that, I just, I just, I just am like. Mm. Uh, real quick, a side note, Dan Thomas, uh, welcome to the chat. Please please hit that subscribe button. It says, Kenny Omega came back too early. He was sloppy tonight. I think Bill kind of hit that on the head. I think it may have play- he may have played up the injury a lot. I will say he was definitely sucking wind, which I see a lot when guys come back. Uh, and he put in a lot of time and a lot of spots in that match. You know, uh, Certainly a little bit of ring rust, but I think Bill hit it on the head when he was saying like maybe a little bit of overacting, a little bit of uh, playing up the coming back from injury, which, uh, which I like to see. You don't usually kind of see people kind of milk it like that i like i like different um but yeah um very interesting point i did want to talk about that promo directly uh kimmy you already mentioned some of the shots fired by punk uh i'm notoriously not a punk guy uh that being said i he's always very intriguing uh his promos are always fire i always pay attention to everything he says Uh, i'm a straight edge guy myself he's friends with uh with chad smith from newfound glory get well soon chad um but I thought the promo was excellent. The way Mox came out and he was almost baiting Mox when Mox was like quiet for two seconds, like, oh, what you forget to, what to say or like, are you done talking or whatever? And Mox comes firing back at him. Um, you know, my whole issue has been this interim thing. Uh, again, we compare it to like real combat sports. A lot of people were okay with that. Um, I think they were expecting Punk back a little sooner. We also talk about is Punk really ready? Um, so that should play out in, in an interesting way. But I think for Mox, like, I do consider him, like, right now, the you know, we talked about kind of our, our concern with Hangman as champion. Uh, this is a guy who is the face of AEW right now. I mean, Punk is back, you know, and maybe that, that'll shift. But to me, like, this is a guy not only the face of AEW, but this is a guy who's defending week after week after uh, against GCW guys. He, he took on... 
uh, Effie or on Sunday in, in AC. Like, this is a guy who loves wrestling. This is a guy who, and Mox isn't even one of my favorites, but he's entertaining. I like what he does. I like his attitude. I thought for what it was, it wasn't like, oh, we have two of these faces that are very popular. Let's make them fight for the title. Like, I thought it was a great promo. And I've noticed in recent weeks, like, Mox has kind of played up the whole, like, interim call it whatever you want kind of thing like he's kind of taking jabs at the interim thing which i don't like like in my mind he's the champion like when punk comes out with the bell i'm just like because mox was physically there and put in the work um that being said mox swerved me when he goes you know what you're right and he mox throws the belt down and i'm like that kind of swerved me and i like that you know he's like he's calling it like it is he's keeping it real obviously we're going to solve that next week I thought it was very well done. I'm never a fan of like the security breaking things up, but it's like, how do you end that without having them touch each other, really? So it, it made a lot of sense. They played it out again. Now it's like, oh, we have to settle this next week. So it was really interesting, but I thought the promos themselves were very good. And as a fan, I'm excited for this. I think this should be the marquee match, the one-on-one -on -one for All Out. I don't think we need to put Hangman back into that fold. Uh, that being said, it never hurts to have three stars in a big match like that. Uh, I was thinking the one-on-one -on -one for All Out. We'll see how this plays out. Kimmy, I'll throw it to you. What did you think of the promos besides the Seth Rollins stuff? Can I just say that the reason he was he's wrestling in GCW is because he's the GCW champion? And, he's and not he defending the AEW title. So that was wrong. Start no, there. no, I'm not saying he's defending the AEW. I'm no, sorry. The, I, was, I was listening yeah. to all these accolades. I wasn't trying to connect the AEW. Yeah, I, he, he is the GCW champion and was defending against Effie at the event. I apologize. Yes, correct. He was. That was. It was good. Apparently, Seth Rollins was there in case no one knew Seth Rollins was at that event too. He was so. there. Uh, the, he wasn't the there there the day Mox wrestled. He was there uh, watching some of his students from Black and Breathe. and watching Chelsea Green as he should. Anyway, so the thing is, as now everyone's trying to talk to me, the thing is when it comes to like this one on one match, I don't know what's going to happen just because I can't. They're in Ohio next week. You really don't think Moxley's going to win the title in his hometown? No. Mm. And, that, and then in Chicago, Punk wins it back. And it's like, oh my god, he won in Chicago. No. That could happen. I don't sure. have a read on it. I don't have a good read on it, to be honest. I, th I think right now, you look at why does this work? So, Rob, you're gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to take you to school on the interim thing. I'm used to it. You, you hate it, right? You don't I hate like the asterisks. I think that's what bothers you hate me. the asterisks, and you want Moxley to be the champion, right? Yes, you do. Is the answer for the t for the time for the months that have passed <laughs> yeah. for that window? You want him to be the guy. Yeah. Oh, also, you don't like CM Punk, so that's going to add into it. But the thing is, the pe people have seen Moxley has he's the champion. Who I'm surprised he didn't bring this up. He's like, yeah, you broke bones. You broke your own because you're an idiot and you jumped into a crowd on your first night as champion. Like that should have been his line. Cause that would have been great. And it's Is that just really like where he got hurt. Yeah. He jumped into the crowd and, and the LA show and broke his foot. That's why he made the joke when he was doing his entrance tonight. Oh, yeah. Boy. So yeah, he shattered his foot doing that. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if his foot was injured before at the night before at all out to be or at the pay-per-view because he was slipping up a lot. But the thing with is, is just like, you don't, no one wants him to be the interim champion. He's put on nothing, but, just as the kids would say bangers every time he goes out there and yeah, 40 year old can use some, you know, kids slang these days too is so he, you, he makes the case. He's the deserved champion. So you want to see now these two guys 
who you can make the case are aces of the company. Social Punk was having really good matches up until he got hurt. You know, he's drawing in huge ratings and huge numbers. Like you said, he's the dollar and cents, and Moxley's the heart and soul. That's who you want to see fight. And that's why it works. That's why the interim title works. The interim title didn't work with Cody Rhodes and all that because it was too short and it was too weird. This works because it's more of a build-out. And now it's like everyone's so behind Mox, but everyone loves CM Punk. So it's like, oh, man, who who do we really want to win? We're an audience divided. Then you have two guys who look like that they hate each other. It look, They might not, but it looks like they hate each other. It looks like they want to beat the shit out of each other and they don't care about the, the title. That's the great stuff there. That's why this whole thing works, because these are two guys who are just like just – Mox can go with Punk. Punk can go with Mox. They can go toe-to-toe. It's an even matchup. This isn't Styles makes fights. These are two guys cut from the same clock who have had a history and who can try and one-up each other. And I think that's what's selling it. Because now we're like, ooh, who will win? Because it's one thing AEW does pretty well is the winners aren't always clean cut. Clear cut, I should say. Yeah, you said it perfectly, man. And that's the thing. I, I know. Like I is. said, I don't have a good read on it, but that's the fun of it. Uh, that That's what I like. Very well said, guys. Um, and we'll see how that plays out next week in Cleveland. Very interesting. Kimmy, I know you want to talk about your guy, Daniel Garcia. Big match. Daniel. Oh, there he is. And uh, Joe Hale in the in the chat saying, I love the Chris Jericho uh, angle tonight. I guess they're talking about kind of what happened. I hated with the Chris Jericho commentary. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> Kimmy, talk, talk about. Oh, I see the thumbs down. I'm used to that. Uh, Kimmy, tell us about your guy, uh, Daniel Garcia. Let's talk about the Dragon Slayer himself, who finally came out with his new shirt after he was literally complaining in February that he wanted a new design for his shirt. And they finally did it. Thank God. And they did the day before my birthday. I was like, guys, this is, you know, he knew. He knew. What a match. What a story. The promo package they put on Twitter was just so freaking good. Oh, so like, why was that not on Dynamite? I'm actually kind of upset it wasn't. I was it, upset that this match was not, I know, because it the was the seven-minute segment. You can't put a seven-minute video on a TV show. It's two hours. Well, if in Kimmy AEW, you can. You could do anything in Kimmy AEW. I was upset that this match was not the main event, especially what happened afterwards. I I know like Omega came back and that was a big deal, but I felt like there was a lot more build into this, especially with Ricky Steamboat involved. I felt like it should have been evented. But again, I'm not the booker of AEW, so that sucks. But I'm really excited for Daniel Garcia to break away from Chris Jericho and then go on his baby face run and then win the TNT title. Oh my God, I'm so ready. <laughs> wow, that'd be cool. Stupid question. I know. I, and yeah. I, I, I am saying this disclaimer for a reason. Do we see Garcia joining up with the uh, the Blackpool Combat Club? So Kyle and I were talking about this because if you notice in recent weeks, Dan Brian Danielson and the BCC have not made any contact. Yeah, but we've we've seen that before yeah. in AEW too, like uh, like Death Triangle and, and factions like that, where they kind of do their own thing and come back. Well, that's a little different because I mean, well, there's a, one know, guy yeah. was there was like travel issues, so that's for different. sure. No, very, very fair point. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll see how it plays out. Um, also, great to see Colin King. Uh, I want to mention that uh, on Wait, well, AW on. Dynamite. Oh, yeah, uh, dude. Like the thing with Garcia is, yeah. I think they're gonna they're, they're gonna pull it out. They're gonna they're gonna milk this for all it's worth because it's either I don't I think 
this isn't going to come to a head till Garcia till after all out where I think it's going to be mock uh, Jericho and Danielson will have a match. And I think it's the matches for the love of Daniel Garcia. <laughs> it's Daniel Garcia's figurative heart on a pole. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think this is, that's where we're going to see. There's going to be a moment where Garcia has to make a decision. And if you just, I think the decision is to go with Danielson. Yeah, yeah, it should be very interesting. Uh, welcome to the chat, Mr. David Gold. Uh, shameless promo. Should we get that in right now, Kimmy? Wrestle Bash this Saturday, Parsippany, New Jersey, I believe. What is it? Doors 12. I believe it's 12 to 4. Signing uh, yes. Orange Cassidy's going to be there. Go ahead, Kimmy. What, who are you working with, Kimmy? I am working with Kevin Nash. Also, the men of the year will also be there in their first appearance together, as well as over 60 guests will be in attendance. I'm sorry. There's a lot of names. Now. I'm not looking at the poster right in front of me. So it's going to be over 60 guests. So make sure if you're in the area to come out and see me and Rob. Rob will be there, too. Thanks. But I, I have a poster like my pace is on a poster. Rob, what are you going to be doing there? Uh, we, we will be there uh, setting up the BCP table. My face is, is not on the poster because I want people to show up. But uh, we're bringing in the Vicious One, the former Queen Midas of the Indies. She'll be signing, taking pictures with the fans. Come take a picture with Vicious Vicky. Uh, a lot of the best Northeast women's talent will be there. Uh, JC Storm, uh, Gabby Ortiz, uh, and a lot of great names. Orange Cassidy, one of the headliners. The Godfather will be there. Uh, so many uh, great people. So, guys, check it out. This is in New Jersey. Parsippany, that's going to be WrestleBash 22 this Saturday. Come on out. Come say hi. Uh, maybe we'll give you a sticker. Uh, Anthony Fazio in the chat. BCP is awesome. Thanks so much, dude. I hope to see you at WrestleBash. Uh, Kimmy's so cool in the chat. That's so weird. So meta. Um, and uh, you know what else you get it if you go visit Rob? I'll give you a kiss. That's what I heard. Wait, what? <laughs> no. Give me a kiss on the cheek. Not in this climate. No, well, kiss no, on the cheek. Not in this climate. Um, but that that is not true. I, I will, I <laughs> if it was a better climate, yeah. definitely, for sure. Yeah, sure, sure. Oh we'll, boy, we'll, we'll oh, it was more of an if it's more of an autumnal climate, you definitely, definitely. Oh boy, now it's all great. Um, you also need to be Italian, female, and there, a pro wrestler. That's right. There you go. Good, good save, Bill. Yeah, I won't get in trouble. Um, very well said, guys. Um, but yeah, Russell Bash, shameless promo. Um, let's talk about Jungle Boy Christian Cage real quick. Uh, what did what'd you guys think about that that segment? Uh, Jungle Boy, a lot of mic time. Uh, what did you guys think about that, Kimmy? He could finally cut a goddamn promo after a year of him not being able to cut a promo. Like, this guy couldn't... Like, that's why they put Christian with him, because he didn't know how to cut a promo, and now he can. So thank God. I'm really excited for this match at All Out. I think this is really the start of Jungle Boy's like single career. I don't know what they're going to do with Luchasaurus because you know he got suspended for headbutting Pat Buck. What Pat an Buck, idiot. friend of the podcast. That's it. Great yeah. Interview with him. Check check out that interview. I know. I was there. Yeah, you and you were fantastic, Bill. You got to do more interviews with us, bro. Maybe Hangman in Baltimore. Just putting that out there. Shameless promo. Come but, to Baltimore. Yes, we'll get him out there one day. One yeah, day. one day. It'll happen. Uh, but October sixteenth. You'll be there October sixteenth. I was not a fan of this segment at all. Really? Okay. Yeah, I I thought that the crowd doing the what chance was stupid. It's just like guys, like he just he literally just started talking. They're like, "What?" I'm like, "Come on!" Yeah. Uh, but I I felt this this was like the flattest of the promos, and I felt the I just want to be your friend, and I I just want to mentor you. 
I would have loved <laughs> part of me is like, man, Jungle Boy should just hug him and they do the Eddie, they, they think, cut like that Eddie Kingston thing where he looks at the camera like, wink, and like, you know, next week he just beats the shit out of Christian or he's on Rampage. It's like, you and me, buddy, on Rampage, we're going to team up. That's what we're going to do. And Jungle Boy just like takes him out and like, you know, the ass boys win again or something like that. You know, it's just like it's something easy. Uh, but um, I don't know. This didn't have the intensity and fire as the other ones. The match is going to be awesome between these two, but it just didn't have the same juice as the other stuff. I think it was one of the weakest segments on the show. Yeah, I, I agree. It was just like, uh, I don't want to say generic. And also Christian usually goes for that, that low hanging fruit, no matter who he's talking. So I guess he's running out of stuff, but um, it's, yeah, it was just kind of there and, and forwarded the feud and they're going to fight it all out. Like you said, they'll do their talking in the ring. My big takeaway from this whole feud has been the evolution of Luchasaurus, man. When he came out with Christian with the new music, uh, like the fire, the new look, I was here for it. And when he, when we did the double turn where he kind of came back and helped Jungle Boy, I was here for that too. I didn't mind it, but he still kept that that like I don't want to say persona, but that look and that entrance. And uh, I want to, I I know everyone's thinking about Jungle Boy and Christian. I kind of want to see more of this Luchasaurus, man. I wonder if so. You see, Jungle Boy is also coming out in all black too. I feel like there, it's time to, even though everyone loves the theme song, it's time to retire that theme song. And I think there's going to be an evolution to where Jungle Boy, the name Jungle Boy, goes away and he's going to be Jack Perry or he'll be Jungle Boy Jack Perry. I think, like, you notice he's going for the black t-shirt, jeans, and black leather jacket. Like, I think there's more to Jungle Boy and I think there's the Jurassic Express thing is going to start slowly subsiding and i think he's going to be repackaged eventually into more of a edgier type of baby face or edgier type of character or just different from you know a guy wrestling in a loincloth yeah i think that's what we're past that i think as long as it's organic i could see that happening uh during or after this feud uh as long as nothing's forced he doesn't come out wearing like a hockey mask or something crazy you know like keep it keep it uh organic and it should be very interesting well now i want to see him do that yeah (laughs) (laughs) for the halloween episode he can do that (laughs) Uh, Kimmy, anything else to add on Luchasaurus or anything like that? No, I'm I'm the only one. I, it, I'm very excited. About I like dude. I've always been. I've been a fan for a long time. He's. I remember when he was NXT and he didn't have a mask on. It was weird. Well, yeah, right. he's 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 our favorite high flying dinosaur. Uh, what do you guys call a sleeping dinosaur? Oh Christ, a bad joke. <laughs> so you're, mm-hmm. not, you're not wrong. I a, agree. A Stegosaurus. Let's uh let's talk about the uh, acclaimed. Uh, with the gun club, that little bit right there, that was kind of a, uh, interesting segment. Bill, you seem very excited about it. I love, everybody loves the acclaimed, especially me. I am so happy that we're at this point. Um, you know, we got, this is back. Uh, people really hated this segment on Twitter. They're saying it was a Vince Russo special because it's like the ass boys turned on their dad and then quickly it was forgotten. So we can get the scissor me daddy ass line. And I'm just like, well, it's because no one, it's whatever. The ass boys turn on their dad. We want to, sometimes we just like nice things. I'm sorry. Like, sometimes we just want to react to the fun thing that we want that was taken away from us. Say the like, thing, yeah. Do the thing. Yeah. Play the hit song again. Mm-hmm. And it's, but the bigger story here is now we have Stokely Hathaway is the Bobby Heenan of AEW. He now has a sto- his whole his whole unit where he's now got Ethan Page and Lee Moriarty, the Ass Boys, Jade, Layla Gray, and and Kira Hogan. So he's got a he's really managing a lot, and it's just showing that 
you know, one of the biggest balls that was dropped by NXT was Stokely Hathaway. Guy's gold. And he could have gotten so many people over, but they didn't need to decide to use him. So I think he's it's going to be great business for AEW. Yeah, absolutely. And check out Red Velvet and Kira Hogan at WrestleBash this Saturday. Um, also, their second appearance together. Their first one was at LAX Fan Fest. That's it. And then Layla Gray as well. Uh, yes. But it's, daddy. yeah, but separate vendors. So oh, it's yeah. like Kimmy's friend, Kimmy's close personal. But, yes, we but, did the Rocky Steps together. It was the first time oh, she's ever been to the Rocky Steps it's with me. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I did it with Nunez. There, there may or may not have been tears. It was amazing. Um, uh, I know who cried. Uh, it was Nunez. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but I just think the Varsity Blondes, man, it's like someone's going to put the reset button on those guys because it's just it's just not there anymore. Or just go your separate ways and, and move forward. Yeah. Figure something out. No, I'm going to make a prediction. They are going to be the next people to leave AEW. Oh, they're they gone. That's my prediction. They're going to Ring of Honor, I think. Oh, I could see that. Oh, that's a lot nicer than what I said. Well, because, I mean, they're both under contract for a while. They just got signed, like, last year. So I don't feel like, I feel like there's, like, I think JR likes uh, Brian Pillman too much to be like, you should fire him. Because I I think if JR wasn't there, he probably would have fired a while ago. My opinion. They got squashed in 30 seconds. They did get squashed. Like, that I, was... I did notice that. Um, And I think the payoff here is we mentioned Stokely Hathaway joining up um with the Gun Club. Now we have uh the acclaimed linking up with Billy Gunn, who has many other names. Um, We talked about this on the show, how the acclaimed have kind of been Tony's guys. Like, when you go to the live shows, uh, the acclaimed would come out in between segments. They would do segments with Tony uh, that weren't televised. Uh, we would see the acclaimed a lot on Dark, a lot on Rampage. Uh, now they're getting more of that dynamite time, and a lot of people are pushing for the acclaimed to get that tag team title shot uh, versus FTR, which I think they should get. Do I see them beating FTR? No, but oh, the, the acclaimed yeah, the, yeah the, FTR's not even the champions. They've oh, been so, number I'm, one contenders for about I'm three sorry. months now and have not gotten their title match. There's some elite POV people very upset about this. That's a, and I apologize. There's so much wrestling. I apologize for that. But Swerve yes, they do hold other Keith companies. Lee are the champions. Yes, and Keith deservedly so. Love the finisher. Fall from glory. Uh, so good. Um, but let's talk about... Uh, so we got most of the dynamite. I did want to talk about this just because it's been a while since we did one of these. Um, and guys, again, check out our interviews. Um, uh, you know, our archives, we got a lot of great interviews. Uh, Bowens has been on. We had Gargano on recently, a lot of independent talent on recently. So go back and check those out. But I did want to kind of talk about this because we haven't really done a prediction show in a while. Um, the, the regime and the big news of, of the change, you know, I call, I'm kind of calling this the game changer, the game changing era uh, of, of Triple H, obviously taking the helm here, getting creative. Um, we're also kind of not talking about Stephanie. Uh, taking over as CEO, I believe, as well. Um, that's not being talked about, uh, I feel, enough. But that being said, Triple H uh, is kind of appeasing to the fans like Mia Nudez, who love that black and gold brand and is slowly collecting the infinity stones of, if you will, of bringing back not only these talents that we love from the black and gold brand, but these people who lost their jobs in April, these people who, um, you know, were abruptly fired because of everything. And now they're getting another chance. You had red hot acts like hit row that are coming right back. And it's so cool uh, for me to see, obviously there's a missing piece uh, that we'd like to see one of our favorite performers, but there's noticeable changes 
uh, the line Drew had on Monday night where he's like, "Oh my god, I'm a wrestler." You're, yeah. You, so you're you're not feeling. <laughs> oh my god, I get <laughs> it. Bill, go I fucking get go it. Ahead, oh go my ahead, god, it's just like you said, wrestling. <laughs> oh my god, like I'm sorry, I didn't realize uh, Triple H taking over was Paul Heyman at the height of his creative in ECW. There's what the fuck is guys i get it there's more wrestling but jesus christ off the cross it is not that much better i watched nxt last night it was fine like it was fine like there's an hit row being like the infinity stone you brought fucking top dollar back that guy couldn't play backup tight end for the giants he got cut by them he's not even the best part did you see his awesome running knee he does where he flips over the top it looks like shit the best guy in Hit Row is in AEW. Like, he's not carrying cross. Great. Until the bell rings. Dexter Loomis, oh, wow. a character in the background. He has not brought back Johnny Gargano. He's not bringing back Adam Cole. He's not bringing back Malachi Black. He's not bringing back Miro, Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish, Keith Lee, Tony Storm. Anyone you wanted, he's not bringing back. He brought two people back worth of shit. And that's Io Shirai, who was under contract, and Dakota Kai, which was the dumbest release of all time. That's all he brought back. Papa H, give me a fucking break. Like, it's not that good. Like, it's markedly better than Vince. Sure. But also, me eating a shit sandwich every day and then eating an old piece of cheese is a market improvement. It's three weeks. You have to give Triple H the same time you gave Tony Khan. Here's why. Because when Tony Khan came out, everyone was like, what a fucking idiot. Doesn't know what he's doing. What a mess Dynamite is. Give him time. It'll be better. Triple H starts. Before the first show even happens, it's the greatest thing. Every show. Oh, my God. Bangers, bangers, bangers. Everything's great. No, it's not. Temper your expectations. It's in the middle right now. Is it better? Yes. But this is not all Japan 92. I'm sorry. It's just not. And Drew McIntyre's line made me want to fucking throw up because it's like, I get it, pal. You don't have to like, bet. you know what you should do instead of talking about wrestling? Fucking wrestle. Show me, don't tell me. Wow. And like all these guys they brought back don't matter. None of those guys are top level guys. And by the way, when Karrion Cross gets in the ring, you're going to see that because in NXT, he wasn't good. He had six guys. He was in a six way with some of the best wrestlers in the world. And he still sucked. Nice guy. Great promo. Great presentation. Then the bell rings, pal. So this whole game-changing Triple H thing makes me want to puke. Because it's just like, it ain't that good yet. It is not even WWE creative from 10 years ago good yet. And that wasn't even that good yet. And Triple H was a part of that booking team. So, and when he got squeezed with competition... His storylines weren't good. He was good at writing one hour of TV. That was it. Now you have five hours of TV to write. I am not on this boat where everyone is sacrificing their firstborn to Triple H, especially because I love Sophie Potkin. She's the best. So you uh, also, if you want me to make random references to, uh, you know, Tennessee Two-Step and Sons of Bitches or Eric Embry or Kerry Von Eric, Shane Douglas, ECW, you know, whatever you want. I could do that right now. But that's just my honest opinion. 
Wow, I'll tell you what, although I don't wholeheartedly agree with everything you said, I needed a good Bill rant, and I'm here for it. The views shot right up. I feel like everyone in WWE who was NXT fans were just like, all right, I'll go over to AEW to watch because WWE is so bad. And the first heard they heard, hey, uh," everyone's like, oh, God, it's it's Daddy H. He's back. Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) It's just like, like, again, if you eat shit for long enough, not shit, even if it's bad, tastes good. That's what I'm going with. Well, I uh, again, I, I don't know if I wholeheartedly agree. I I am feeling the excitement. Ooh, I like brother. seeing these returns, but I love me a good Bill Botkin rant, and, and I love that man. And uh, Kimmy, I saw you kind of nodding to a lot of the stuff that Bill was saying. Because we've been talking about this for three weeks, and it's just so funny to like actually hear it from him, like in person, and not through a text exchange. I do like yep. a good Bill rant. So do I. But what is? And I don't. I'm not. I'm five months off the sauce, and that wasn't even any alcohol in that involved. It that's just that's all heart right there. No sponsors. Want to talk about Johnny Gargano, Rebel Heart, right there? (laughs) That was some fucking Johnny Gargano shit, right there. We will. We will. But Kimmy, real quick, I want to know sincerely what what do you think about this? Are you are you feeling any sort of change, or are you excited for this change? Maybe your boy gets some wins. Let's see what happens there. No. So here's my issue, right? You're hiring all these people, yet you can't find storylines for the people that are hired to do. Like, you're making all, like, (laughs) I know, right? Like, what a concept. You have a roster full of people, and you have the same 10 people on Raw and SmackDown. If you're trying to make a change, why don't you try to use the talent that are sitting in catering and use the talent that you have on main event every single week? That's an actual change. What a freaking concept. I mean, the tag division still shit. You have no tag teams whatsoever. I guess there's more emphasis on mid-card titles because Triple H must have been listening to me for the past year and a half as I go on this show and complain about it. But what's the difference? You're going to have, you still don't have a champion on Raw because who knows what the hell is happening now with Clash at the Castle. Like, is Cross getting in this match? Is Cross going to win the title? Is Reigns going to go on another 10 week vacation? Like, focus on those changes before you waste money and hire more people. Like, there's lawsuits coming and you're wasting more company money. Let me know. Yeah, and you're all, I know, Rob, what you're going to point to is like, look at Ciampa and Ali. They had a really good match. Look at Ciampa's getting more time. There's I'm, more. I'm, I'm here for the Ciampa time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, who's who doesn't have a good Ciampa in their life? But it's just like, you know, goddamn. I respect anyone who's uh, didn't go for the just for men in their beard. You know, it's just like, I get that there's more wrestling on the show, which is great. And that's good. And that's an improvement. And that's awesome. But the thing is, like, we need to see it over time. That's my whole thing. That's that's why I get annoyed because it's immediately like WWE wins. First off, they should not be winning anything because all the shit they just pulled. But it's they're back. No, they're not. Nothing is back. They they have a lo- there is a long long hill for them to climb. They have lost so many people like me who I don't trust anything they do because they've told me for the last twenty years. Nothing matters. Do you like this guy? Triple H, the king of this, by the way, when he was a wrestler. We're going to bury that guy. Don't worry about it. We're going to tell you who to like. And the last few years have shown they don't really care what the people think. And they just keep doing dumb things. They fire people when they're making tons of money. They've lost a lot of faith from people. To me, 
you have to do a lot more than signing top dollar back to get me and, and giving me a couple 20 minute matches to, to make me believe in WWE. We need to see long-term growth from this company. We need to see characters develop. We see young talent who just been sitting there from that beloved black and gold day to finally get their due. We haven't seen any of that. So before we christen Triple H, the booker of the year, let's give him six months and see what happens. That's my big, con- that's why I think like, everyone's just a little too hot and heavy on old uh, Papa H there. Yeah, very interesting. Uh, again, I don't wholeheartedly agree with everything. Like, Kimmy, you mentioned more more spotlight on these on these titles. We can change those designs, though. Uh, but on the U.S. title, the Intercontinental. How many times are they going to do that? <laughs> yeah, well, that's a fair point, too. Um, John Perry in the chat saying, all hail to the king. He's bringing back everyone. Yeah, it, it's interesting. A lot of mixed opinions here on this one. I'm just excited to see not the status quo. I'm excited to see some uh, change, and a lot of that change is reminiscent of, of the things in NXT, uh, which I enjoyed, which was especially the long-term storytelling. Uh, because if you think about it, out of si- outside of what, the AJ Styles and the Rey Mysterios and the Edges, most of those guys are black and gold brand that are on both of those those rosters. So I'm, I'm excited. What are we, four, week, four weeks into this? Uh, barely. Yeah, barely, right. Four weeks in, and I will agree with you there. Like, let's see where this goes. But I like, I like there are noticeable changes. I like what I'm seeing so far. Uh, I like being excited about it. I, I have been watching those shows a little bit more frequently than I had in, in recent weeks. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Obviously, you guys know where I'm going with this. Um, the latest report uh, on our guy Johnny, we want to see Johnny Gargano. I'd be thrilled wherever he ends up. I, I know that he wants to... He does want to be Intercontinental Champion one day. I know he wants to be on WrestleMania one day. Uh, I'm sure he would want to, you know, win the WWE Championship. I know he wants to fight, face Seth. I know he wants to face AJ. Um, and the man who is tasked, and this is a report, uh, Kimmy, you can probably tell me if I'm wrong, uh, that is tasked with getting Johnny Gargano back to WWE is his wrestling dad and his hero, Shawn Michaels. Um, in it, Just calling it down the middle, this isn't where do you want Johnny to go. Where do you guys think Johnny ends up? Because I was I was thinking AEW this whole time. Uh, and let me put it this way: Where do you think Johnny and Candice ends up? Because she looks like she's in ring shape too, uh, ready to go. I know you just work with her, Kimmy. Um, I did. Yeah, and that she, happened. She, she's amazing. Um, we talked all about this actually. We had well, a whole nice I, just, combo. I'm sure she told you. No, I'm going to make a prediction. Okay, no, okay. she yeah. didn't. Okay. A, no, she, she didn't. Yeah, we're we're live. So I'm going to make a prediction that they will both be in the Royal Rumble in January. And that will be their first in on TV wrestling appearance. I think I think that's a safe bet. I was talking to Nunes about this the other day. I'm like, how does this guy come back? And he's so smart. He, everything with him, we've, we said it in the interview with him, is so serendipitous. Like even the timing of having their kid and all this stuff. Um, you know, his last match in NXT <laughs> is a match he never had. Like, well, you you know what I mean. Yeah, um, like, it, trust me, that doesn't every, always work. Everyth- yeah. Everything yeah. worked out. You know, everything yeah. worked out great. Um, I think Royal Rumble makes so much sense. But then again, you have the Cody factor. That's a whole nother conversation. Yeah, I was so. thinking AEW. I would love to see him have all these matchups. But if his wrestling dads are essentially running uh, the company right now, I mean, I think... Just, just calling it down the middle. I think we see Gargano return to WWE, and I think Royal Rumbles is very possible. Kimmy, that's that's your thought on that. Yep, yeah, Burrow. Bill, Bill, you want to weigh in? Does he go to AEW? No, I think if anyone goes to AEW, it potentially it doesn't mean anything. Could would be Candice, and here's my thought and oh. reasoning: the Young Bucks 
are huge, huge proponents and, and boosters of Candace. They love her. Amazing. She could only, she only has to work one day a week. She has a one-year-old. So she could be back at home if she wanted to be, if she wanted to be, she would have a little more freedom to do what she wanted in AEW, I think. And also there's more to do in AEW in terms of more upward mobility. And I think she would have the role of, you know, a lot of power in that division to coach and run it. Because again, she's a very trusted confidant of the Bucks. Um, now, of course, they could. I think Johnny's going to go back no matter what. Even his farewell to NXT felt like, I'll just be back. And um, Christ, I would hate for his last moments in WWE to be fucking Grayson Waller taking him out. Um, it's just like, <laughs> we don't know what to do with them. Give him a talk show. Sure, that always works. Uh, but I think Gargano probably will be back in, in, in NXT, uh, WWE, because it's just, it's just too, like, he just keeps putting over Triple H and Shawn Michaels and they're running everything now. So it's just like, it makes sense that he goes back there. Would I rather see him in AEW? Sure, I would. But then again, it's it's very loaded there. It's That's very the loaded. Yeah. And But the big factor here with Gargano is, are they going to fully commit to being okay with a little guy as a main guy? So that was the big knock on him is the height thing. So we have to see if the almighty Papa H does he fully commit to that with the main roster? Cause remember he's not answering to himself in NXT. He's answering to networks. The networks are making a lot of decisions, making a lot of like, Hey, you should do this by you should fucking do it. Will they be behind a guy like Johnny Gargano? Also, we don't know what their whole thing of being up for sale will ever be. Could they be like, everyone's like, oh, they'll sign all these people when they come back. Like, you know, when the free agents, will they still be in charge? We don't know. So I think if I had to place money, Gargano is, a. I think he goes back to WWE. If I would bet, I would say Kimmy's idea of Candace returning in the, in the rumble makes a lot of sense. I still think AEW is a possibility for her, but Johnny in the rumble You'd have to have him have a long, like AJ Styles run and then eliminate him because you're going to do Cody at the end, probably. Oh, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I'm not Rumble. saying he's number 30. No, no, no. He's I'm just not saying, number 30. In order, no, I'm just saying you have to space him out far enough to make him memorable and not him and Cody eating into each other. You know what I mean? They can't come out five people apart. That was what I mean. If. Just, just off topic here, but if Ezekiel's healed in time, do you think him and Elias could team up in the Rumble and they could take over that thing? No, yeah, they could absolutely could totally absolutely. It's a great idea. It's a wonderful, wonderful angle. I think it's so good. They have not run it into the ground. It's really awesome. I just, I just, I just marvel at it every day when I see a picture of it. It's so good. I missed the whole thing on Monday because of my part because of my birthday, and I was like, "Wow, I really did miss a lot." Clearly, um, did you though? Yes, because then I came home, and then Rollins was on the TV, and I go, oh, I okay. Meant, I meant with the Ezekiel. Oh, no, I didn't. Like, you didn't miss My it. best friend was like, what is this? I go, stop asking me wrestling questions at the yeah. moment. 
Well, I'm glad you had a, a good birthday, Kimmy. Welcome, Johnny Burke, in the chat. Uh, please smash that subscribe button on YouTube. Um, and last thing I'll say about Candace and Johnny. Candace, I, I remember seeing her, her at Jersey All-Pro, move of the night. Uh, she was fantastic. Uh, Nunes and Don't I... Don't talk about her partner or her opponent, please. I, I, I didn't. Um, no. No. Neither <laughs> one of them should be spoken about. I did not. Um, but also, um, we saw her at Tom's River in NXT house show taking on Shayna Baszler and she did three consecutive suicide dives and Nunes and I still talk about it to this day we're like we thought she was going to win the title at a house show like that's how good she was you know um and is and is and I felt that she was somewhat under underutilized in NXT I, I would have loved to see yeah. her win that title and I would love to see her get a push wherever she ends up uh the point you make about Johnny I was talking to Nunes about this as well because we have that kind of time I basically I Rey Mysterio is my favorite wrestler of all time uh, so I liked rooting for him uh, to win the Royal Rumble, to win the IC Championship, the United States Championship, when he had that title match with Orton and Kurt. I didn't know if he was going to win, but, you know, they, they played up that whole story. They obviously tied Eddie into it and all that. But for me, that was such a cool moment. And I'm, I'm sitting like, like, Kimmy, you root for Rollins, even though he's he's been there and thought. But, like, Rollins is your guy, and it makes you happy when he wins, and you root for him, and you buy his merchandise, and that's what it's all about. And I'm sitting here like, who is my like guy in WWE like I like styles and stuff like that but if Johnny came your guy should be Seth Rollins like there's nice. no question it should be Seth Rollins why is this even a debate I'm, I'm no selling that because it should be a debate just call me hook no um, oh I, hook or, well we all no Rob first off let's stop you in your tracks right there we know who your guy is I think Gar I think Gargano would be a great underdog. Mania, T Bar, man. he's coming. That's you know, your that's guy. the booking. That's the booking that's gonna turn oh, it all boy. around, Bill. That's the one. T Bar's coming back. T Bar, watch it, out. Watch out. But yeah, you so you're saying Gargano would be your Kinda, guy. Yeah, Ruth. like my guy, like to under like even even him winning the Intercontinental title would be like a huge deal. Him being in the wrong although he had been in one before, yeah. uh, would be a huge deal. Money in the bank, it could be really fun. Um but guys, anything else you want to touch on before we get our shameless promo out of the way? I think we hit it out of the park here. Uh I'd like to point out that uh but tonight's dynamite, just bringing that back that one, this was the one of the few times you've ever had multi segments with guys for a main event feud between Punk and Moxley, which I think was really cool. And once again, rotation of the main event because La Faccion and Gobernale play is the best thing Andrade has done in AEW. And Roosh is not really under a deal. I've seen Dragon Lee live before. He's amazing. I want to see more of these guys. I think they, they attacked each other. Didn't they attack Dragon Lee and then it went off the air and you didn't really see what Yeah, it, they just mentioned it. Tony Khan just mentioned it on Twitter. So I'm sure there's going to be something there. I'm hoping they bring in uh, Drillistico, who is um, who teams with Dragon Lee a lot. Uh, yeah, you'll find out if he comes in. Go watch the last Jersey Championship Wrestling show from uh, Ridgefield Park. He's super good. So, yeah, right on target with Dragon Lee. So, yeah, overall, super good. Absolutely. And I'm looking forward to Rampage. Trust Busters, baby. That's Trust it. Me. We'll be seeing some of them at Saturday. Shameless promo. Wrestling 22. That's Sonny it. Kisses. Sonny will be there, too. Uh, K to the PTV in the YouTube chat saying, T-Bar. Yeah, that's right. We got the T-Bar chance. You know it. T-Bar. Let's go. D-Bar mania. Kimmy, no selling that one. All right. No. Let's get out of here, guys. Let's get that shameless promo out of the way. Bill, tell us a little bit about something called the popbreak.com and oh, all, that, all the handsomeness will. you have over there. Oh, I will. Well, check out the popbreak.com every single day. Been doing this for 13 years come the end of September. We're talking... Movies, television, pro wrestling, anime, comic books, 
and tons and tons of music. Uh, you could check out my current Asbury Jams interview series, which drops every Thursday, uh, which is in uh, a series at the Wonder Bar in Asbury Park. I'm doing a short series for the High Tide Summer Holiday happening this weekend at the Asbury Lanes. Just dropped a new piece on I Am Groot, and I will have some other stuff coming up shortly. I'm I'm sure half of the Dragon Review will be up there, but check out the podcast I host along with my good buddy Al Manorino, who's my managing editor every single Friday. It's called Socially Distanced. Find it on all your favorite podcast platforms we are currently in an insane month of content right now so of course uh we are talking about we just talked about netflix it's the sandman we got she hulk we got house of the dragon lord of the rings and or all sorts of great stuff uh follow us on twitter at the pop break on instagram at the pop break and if you must follow me on twitter at bodkin writes love it thank you bill it's good good to see your face man and uh, Kimmy, there's that thumbs up. Kimmy, tell us a little bit about what you got coming up this weekend. Uh, what else you got going on? Lots of stuff. I literally had to Google one of the things because I completely forgot about it. And I have to write about this. So, yay. So, let's start with it because it's on my phone. So, September 17th is the next Warriors of Wrestling show. It is the King of New York tournament. And it's here in Fun Station. It's on Staten Island. I don't have to go to Brooklyn. So, yay. So, check that out. That's one thing. Oh, it's a I write for the station. pop. Yeah, it's at Fun Station. I, and I think rock. you're going to be there. I'm not. The my, 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 one of my best friends, it's September 17th, right? Yeah. Titan's also running that day, and I won't be there either because one of my best friends in the world is getting married. So Chris I Nunes is there. getting married? No, 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 not Nunes. Not Nunes. My <laughs> I buddy like, Anderson, why was I invited to officiate? Buddy, yeah, right? Oh, I'm here for that. I'll make everyone so Rob's, So Rob's fake. Boo him. Um, I write for the pop break sometimes. Yeah, I, I, I write for the pop break sometimes with Bill. So yay, there's that. Um, I'm working Russell Bash this weekend. And then I'm not working another convention till October. I'm so sad. And it's going to be Baltimore's Love Fest. And I don't know who I'm working with. I've had five names thrown at me. And I go, Chad, just anybody. Candace. Anybody, Chad. Candace, That's not the name that was offered to me. Yeah, No, it's not her. Hate to break it to you. It's um, one of them. Actually, two of them could be Bill's favorite wrestlers. Fun fact. Yeah, so you you should come. Please come. Please. He's gonna be, he's gonna make like that Kenny Omega entrance. Like we're gonna. No, he's, he's not, not gonna come. He's not gonna be sad. Surprises. He's gonna be rolling in with with Hangman. I already know they'll be hanging out before the show. Just talking exactly. about all, all our anxieties about being parents. <laughs> what we exactly. do okay, where can people find you on twitter and all the all your i was gonna there? i was gonna get there you know i have a lot my head is whatever um what's my twitter oh it's kimmy underscore sokol it's my name right so i do that and that that's like all the stuff i do yay yay me great stuff guys uh guys thank you so much uh for joining us tonight please subscribe share check out our friends funk assigned wrestling superstore check out wrestle bash this saturday me and the goodest give rob a kiss Give him a no, smooth while you're there. He loves it. He loves hugs. He loves kisses. Just give it to him. He no, needs the please, love. Please don't touch me. All right. Like we always say here on the BC Fear okay. One, stay safe, stay positive, take care of each other. We out. Peace. <laughs>